Hey everyone, it's Kirk. Just a little heads up. We had some audio issues with this recording and as a result, we had to use our Zoom audio. So we apologize for that. You can still hear everything, but it might sound a little different. So we apologize. Enjoy the show. And once again, this was Lindsay's fault. Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I am your host, Kirk Pinchon. I am your other host, Lindsay Gentile. And each week we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it with an inch of its life. We offer no answers, no solutions to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. I'm feeling good, Lindsay. I know you're feeling good. Oh, I feel so good. For those wondering why we're recording this the day of the inauguration. So literally it just happened a little bit ago this morning. So we're all happy. And you know what? I just realized about a half hour ago, Lindsay, listen, Mm. we know who we are. We do a goofy food podcast where we argue for months about fried mozzarella. Yes. That being said, Joe Biden, 46th president, food fight, 46th episode recording right now. Whoa! Yeah, we did it. We did it. Yes. So you and I, this is because of us. Wow. That is deep. Yeah. We, yeah. We're deep podcast. People don't understand how just intellectually deep and emotionally deep we are. Wait, are we the deep state? <gasps> yeah, we are the deep state. We did this. We did this. Yes. You know what else wow. we did? We also got some listener mail again. Woo! This is Let's gonna, hear it. This, is, this whole day is going to make you happy. This oh, is my from, God. <laughs> this is from Jesse J again. Jesse J. Yes. Did not find me on Instagram, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll baby Jesse step. J. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Don't be so thirsty. Um, I just, I want more information. Okay. So uh, Jesse J listened to our cake episode and immediately responded with, no, do not eat cake with your hands, Kirk. This is another reason why Lindsay is always right. I'm telling you, I am a genius. I am always correct. I, uh, I deserve more, really. You deserve more for all that you do. You are actually underrated. In terms of overrated, properly rated, underrated, you are, you are underrated. I would eat cake with my hands if I had no utensils and I was in the car and like didn't have an option. I'm saying do it for fun. Be crazy. New you know year, what I was thinking you. about today? What? This year's motto should be like, the year that we all sat in our car and ate delicious foods with our dirty hands. Cause I don't know about you guys, but like I've had so many nice, good meals in the car cause you can't like eat anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's always with like dirty hands and it's always just, it's just a weird thing this year. It's the new normal. Yeah. I had clams in the car yesterday. Clams. That's disgusting. 
It was insane. That's the, that is worse than cake with hands. Clams in the car. What are you going to do? The clams, you can't travel the clams home. You got to eat the clams. Here's what you do. You plan accordingly and bring utensils before you pick up the food. Well, we had utensils. They were like to go utensils. It was like a spur of the moment thing. It just, it, it was not. Yeah. I'm just saying there's better ways. There's better ways. But if you have a question or comment, send it to us at foodfightthepodcast.gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. Well, one more quick thing before we get into our main topic with our very special guest, the poll question. I think you won the poll. That's my guess. Oh, you're changing your tune. I think you won. I thought, you know, last week when you picked Panda Express, I already thought you were going to win because that's such a mall specific food. Um, You were going through this whole time going, I think I won. I think I won. Last week, you're like, your list, you're like, I think I won. I won my full list, but the poll, oh, that's right. We did the, no, on the poll on Instagram, you only did Subway and Panda Express. I did, but I don't think last week you said that you you were going to think I won. I think you were very cocky. My whole list would have won, but you wound up only doing Subway and Panda Express, and I think you won with that. Okay, well, guess what? You're wrong. You won. Whoa! All right, thanks, listeners. I don't know. The tide's turning. <laughs> this is getting worse and worse as the year goes on. Mall I think play. I might be the star of the show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I can't wait for the email. Time to negotiate. Uh, mall food poll. Panda versus Subway. I don't know how this happened. Subway won 61% to 39%. Ah. Uh, Feels so good. I don't. I don't get that at all. That's that is criminal. It is a. Here's the thing, though, Kirk. You wouldn't understand, but the problem is, is the listeners and I understand, and then you know you're getting ousted. So, am I getting ousted, or do I need do I need to just learn and grow and hear a little more? <sighs> Whatever makes you sleep at night. <laughs> That's what makes me sleep at night. So yes, you on the food poll. We haven't gotten the emails yet about uh, our list. I'm going to go over our ideal food mall list one more time. Kirk chose Panda Express, Sabaro, Cinnabon, Dairy Queen, Chipotle, Hot Dog on a Stick, Wetzel's Pretzels, Mongolian Barbecue. Lindsay chose Subway, Burger King, Mrs. Fields, Starbucks, Jamba Juice, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, Auntie Anne's. Email us at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com, which is the better mall food court, and we will read it on the air. I'm very angry. So let's bring in some reinforcements for me. My good friend, Carlos Perez, who's going to talk to us about Peruvian food. Hi, Carlos. Hey, Kirk. How you doing? Hey, Carlos. Hi. Panda, Panda or Subway. Don't, don't, don't try to, like, charm him, Lindsay. I'm not... I just said hello. Okay. It was going to start. Yeah. Hey, hi, Carlos. Panda or hi, Subway? Car- Which is better? In a I would have to go with Panda. Yes. That's Thank okay. you. I, I'm okay with that. I mean, I still Listeners lost. Listeners have spoken. I still lost, but thank you, Carlos, for supporting me. Um, Carlos and I have known each other for too long of a time. We've been friends since high school. And... Uh, Carlos is the one that introduced me to Peruvian food, not in Cleveland, because Carlos, is there Peruvian food in Cleveland? <laughs> At my mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> Other, besides, besides mom. Yeah. Did I you think... have any Peruvian food in Cleveland? 
I think since we've left, there is now, but there, it's like, um, there, uh, I'm just going on what I've heard. They're like, uh, restaurants that have Latin American food. So you go in and you don't just get Peruvian food. You get like a mix of everything. Oh, so. it's a little bit of a fusion of like, we'll serve everything that's called, uh, Latino food and hope you right. will come. Right. Okay. Cause I do remember as a kid, you, you grew up in Peru. You were, were born in Peru. I was born there. Yeah. And then moved to, to good old Cleveland, which you That's love right. as much as I do. Yes. And, um, but as I remember as a teen, you worked in the Mexican restaurant. Uh, yeah. I worked at Lopez y Gonzalez, which was a Tex-Mex fusion restaurant owned by two Jewish guys named Craig and Greg. Amazing. That's, that's just Cleveland as fuck right there. Can I share something with you? Please. I just realized the other day that when I was there, I was a busboy, but I worked for Rick Bales, the like renowned Mexican chef now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rick Bales, he was in Cleveland? He worked at Lopez y Gonzalez when I was there. He was the head chef. <laughs> oh, my God. So wow. I was just kind of Googling the restaurant the other day, and I just thought, oh, my God, that was Rick. <laughs> so, I, that's wow. amazing. Yeah, that he's the amazing. one who taught me how to use a knife. Oh, my God. Look where you are today. At home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good. Yes. Now, Stay there. Lindsay, what is your yes. thoughts, history, opinions on Peruvian food? To be honest with you, like, I don't think I ever had it in South Florida or even anything that really stands out to me when I lived in New York. But I found a spot here in L.A. that I really love. So I really am not too familiar with Peruvian food, although it is delicious. Oh, well, this would be great then, because we are basically going to go through kind of the top meals. I'm sure we'll miss a bunch. I'm sure I will pronounce many, many of these wrong. That's why Carlos is here. Um, mm -hmm. But let's, before we get into the food, Carlos, I want to ask you, opinion. is Peruvian food underrated? Is it confusing? Do people go, hey, isn't that Mexican food? Do people just go, what's Peruvian food? Yes. Um, I'd yes. say it's underrated. Definitively. <laughs> definitively. <laughs> it's I mean, definitely not confused with Mexican food, but I do think that people's expectations of what Peruvian food can be is a little bit skewed. I mean, I know it's been, I think I've seen it as like the new hot food. Like there are articles about that. Maybe I've mm. seen it for the last five or six years. It's always supposed to be the next big explosion like Thai food has become or I don't know, like the next cuisine to take over America. But as far as I can tell, it really hasn't happened. And there, I constantly meet people and talk to people who've never tasted Peruvian food. That's a crime. Um, but also it's interesting too, because again, I, I didn't have Peruvian food until I met you. And that was basically when we reconnected here in LA. Mm -hmm. because uh, in Cleveland, what, I mean, we're, we're not going to go anywhere. There's no Peruvian food. I don't even think I ate with you in Cleveland. We'd go to cafes together. We'd go to cafes and you would get coffee and I would get hot chocolate and you would smoke cigarettes. Yes. And we and Kirk would look at you and feel like a loser. <laughs> I would. I would. I'd be like, hey, can I, can I like borrow a cigarette and be cool with everyone else smoking? And I couldn't finish it because it's too, it's too aggressive on me. Also, who borrows a cigarette? Do you mean bum a cigarette? Are you borrowing a cigarette? <laughs> you just did That's it all cute. wrong. I did the whole yeah. thing wrong. And That's I ordered cute. hot chocolate at a cafe. Yeah, that was yeah. always a little embarrassing. Well, I mean, That's listen, hilarious. I want what I want. Stop it, Lindsay. Don't tie with him. Um, <laughs> do you find that 
Peruvian food is hard to find in general because again, we didn't have it in Cleveland. And there is, there's some good uh, LA Peruvian cuisine out there, but I, there's yeah. not tons I don't find. Um, actually, it's surprising. It's sort of, it, at least in Southern California, it's kind of ubiquitous now. And I think Peruvians tend to move in groups. <laughs> so oh. they're definitely Peruvian communities. And there's also just, I think, this willingness to open up to Peruvian cuisine, because the fact is that the ingredients can be rather cheap unless you're getting like a really expensive steak. Mm-hmm. Like the, the basic ingredients are starches, you potatoes and rice. Um, yeah. And then if you add the expensive stuff on it, you can still keep the cost pretty low. And so I think it's just really a cost-effective kind of restaurant to open. When the you, trick is running it well. Yeah, that's probably very true. Because, you know, we've gone to multiple, multiple uh, Peruvian restaurants. Yeah. We've never gone to i feel like we've never gone to the same one more than like three times we just kind of we haven't found the like okay this is it this is the one we've always been like we've always been like well this is good yeah we'll go here and then otherwise it's just well you're just gonna cook for us <laughs> yeah like, i think part of it. the part of the problem is beth um that's my wife she's decided that she likes the way that I cook it more and maybe it's because I've sort of introduced her to it more and so she's gotten used to the flavors that I make but so and we don't go and I think what's happened is like she'll go out we'll go out and she'll order something that I make at a different restaurant and everybody's got their own take on it like every other kind of ethnic cuisine yeah or any kind of food in general and so when she'll taste it it won't taste quite the same so we'll end up just kind of having it at home instead I'm, I'm fully blaming that Someone there needs to be blame. I can't blame Lindsay in this instance, so I'm going to blame Beth. Yeah, blame Beth. Yeah, good job, Great. Lindsay. Thank you. All it's right, that's fault. That's all Beth's fault. We love Beth, but this is all her fault. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of the foods, Lindsay. I'm going to ask you some of these if you've had these as well. Uh, but the first one, I know you have because you've talked about it many, many times. I'm saying that this is proving, even though it's kind of uh, ubiquitous in a lot of Latin foods, but it's ceviche. Mm. You, you Peruvian ceviche is so good. Yes. Is there a difference between the ceviches? Or is all oh, different? yeah. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the difference between Peruvian ceviche and like a Cuban ceviche? Or it's, a general ceviche? It's better. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it, Carlos. <laughs> um, a lot of it is the... the the ingredients that go into it and the type of seafood that's used. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just um, how, how long it's cooked. I, in, a Peru, in a Peruvian ceviche, it'll, it'll usually be really spicy. Like uh, there are some places along the coast in Peru that are so famous for their ceviche that you basically have to make your reservation the day before and they start cooking it for you like hours before you arrive. Because it's, for those who don't know, it's a, marin, it's a fish or a seafood it's all like ceviche de pulpo, which is a octopus or squid. Um, it, they marinate the, the seafood in lime and lemon juice. Mm. And that's how it's cooked, along with onions, kirk. We'll get to it that. Should have, it should have onions. Okay. And often sweet potato and yuca. And sometimes it's got like a proving corn in it. Yeah, um, that corn. Right. That corn is so good. Yeah, freaking corn. That's what it is. That's right. I forgot that they put corn in it. Okay. So you're saying when you make it for, for me and Anne, because Anne also hates onions. Yeah. You are, you're taking one for the team? Because um, you make well, two. You make one with onion and one without. 
Wow, that's a good friend. I am a good I, friend. Thanks, Lindsay. Oh, we met Carlos. Well, no, do you want the, you want the full story? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so for the real flavor, you have to have the onion in there. So all yeah. I do for the one for Kirk and Anne is take the onion out <laughs> after I make it. Right. <laughs> Which is totally so, fine because the right. essence of onion that's in there, I don't notice. It's just- And that's what you get yeah. without the onion. But Okay, okay. So the onion needs to be in there. So if you went to a Peruvian restaurant and they had ceviche without onion, would you be like, what the hell are they doing? It would be really strange. It would be really strange. Yeah. Yeah. And Lindsay, you'd just be plain mad. No, I just think it would be so weird. I've never had ceviche, any cuisine ceviche without onion. It's just part of what it is. Well, if you hang with me, you can, because I go, hey, no onion. And then there's a pause and then they stare and they mean, they're like nothing, no onion, whatever. And I was like, yes, please. And then there's a little, what is this guy doing? But that being said, I get my no onion. Wow. And then they should just not give it to you. Yeah. They probably should just be like, no, you can't have it. Carlos, if you owned a restaurant, 100%, you'd be like, no, you can't have it then. Absolutely. Yeah. I would yeah. simply turn people away and do it wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. All right. Another one, we're breaking these down into appetizers, main dishes, uh, desserts, and then drinks. So we're in the appetizer section. Let's go with something that I never had in my life until you made it for me. Papa, I'll oh, finish it for me, Carlos. Papa mm. Loancaina. Thank you. Lindsay, have you had that? Now explain to me what this is and I'll tell you. That's a good way to go about it. Uh, Papa Loancaina is basically a hard boiled potato with like a cheese sauce over it. It's a mm, yellowish cheese yes. sauce that can be kind of spicy. It. Mm. it has an egg on it, a hard boiled egg? Yeah, that's topped with a hard boiled egg, often an olive as well. Yes, which I flick off. Here's, here's the interesting thing about that dish. I love that dish. I love when you make it because you make it spicy. Yeah. But on paper, if I looked at that, I'd be like, that's, that's ridiculous. Why would anyone <laughs> put those flavors? Cheese sauce, a, a boiled potato, and a hard-boiled egg, and an olive. And you'd be like, that's stupid. But it's so good. Mm. Yeah, it does sound kind of ridiculous. It sounds really silly. Do you smash, you like kind of smash the potato or no? Well, traditionally, no. But what I've been yeah, finding I've is, yeah, I, we were in Peru a few years ago and we ordered papalawancaina in this hotel and they served it over gnocchi and it was unbelievably good. They served oh, gnocchi? Wow. Yeah. It's like they're great. getting so creative with different potatoes. And so you asked about having with like, a smashed potato and yeah. I actually happen to love smashed potatoes. And so I'm thinking, I think you're onto something. I got to try that. Yeah, <laughs> so. I've had it like smashed and then kind of like, grilled almost so Ooh. like the bottom's crispy of the smash yeah it's wow. like yeah and that then like just the cheese yeah real good real good that sounds great i would totally eat that and but, in peru the oh, sorry do you have no, a question do you have something to come say all right in peru the papa loancaina is also really different just because of the varieties of potatoes that they have like here you go to the grocery store and you have to pick you know, and then you go to trader joe's and like three different yeah. varieties of potatoes in Peru, you to go to a grocery store and there are dozens. And uh, I mean, in the country, there are over 4,000. But yeah. it's just like you can really pick and choose the type of texture, the flavor, or the color combination that you want. Like if you want a mm. purple potato, a red potato, a multicolored potato, there are, there are lots of different paths to go there. I maintain that a purple 
potato is the best potato because it's purple. I can't really taste the difference, but I just, the purple itself. I think the texture is amazing with purple potato. Yeah. When you go to Peru, can you taste the difference in potatoes from the States? Is there a difference? Yes. You're like, oh, it's a potato. Oh, you can. Yeah, it's dramatic. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's a huge difference. The potatoes, in, I mean, even the most common potato in Peru, when, when we were there, we were there for about two weeks and I ended up cooking a lot. And I made some dishes like um, ají de gallina, which like, I think we're going to talk about. Yep. And chupe as well, which both involve potatoes. <laughs> and yeah, the potatoes that we get, were able to pick up were so creamy and they had so much more flavor. And it was intense. It was like, wow, I didn't know it could taste like this. Wow, I didn't think that would either because you always think a potato is a potato. But mm -hmm. from, now I have to go to Peru, Carlos. Yes, you do. Stare daggers into your face. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to uh, another appetizer that we love here. Theo loves it. Anti, anti chuco. Did I say that anti -cucho. right? Anti cucho. Anti cucho. Yeah. Lindsay, do you know what anti cucho is? Explain it. Oh, I can explain it because it's fun. It's cow heart. Yeah, I don't think I would get that. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you would. I have an animal thing. Yep, you do. It's, it's funny because it's an appetizer. And it's basically, if I remember correctly, it's basically meat on a skewer, right, Carlos? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, exactly that. It's meat on a stick. Um, it's a popular street food. And it's delicious it's, it's it's all about the marinade i think you're right because if you're not marinating that right you're just eating some random cow heart sorry Lindsay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i've seen places now that offer like they still call it anticucho and for me i've always associated anticucho with cow heart but i'll see like anticucho of chicken anticucho of pork anticucho uh, of lamb oh. and it's like is it still anticucho you know it doesn't seem quite right because I don't know, maybe I'm just too traditional, but I think I, I, I don't think I I don't think I'd want a chicken heart or a pork heart. I don't know. I don't. No, know it's just I, chicken. It's not even the heart. It's oh, like, they're just, just the same way it's chicken? prepared. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, that's. I mean. Yeah, it's cheating. That, yeah, that's cheating. Get the heart, cook the heart, be better. Right. Yeah, they basically take the the marinade that they would use on the cow heart and they put it on these other things. And oh, it's like, eh, it's not really cheating. That's a hundred percent cheating. Yeah, I, I don't want. It's that. just a kebab. Yeah, exactly. It's just a kebab. If you're going to call it uh, anticucho, put it, put the heart in it. Put the yeah. heart in it. <laughs> yeah, I remember Theo loved it. He still does. Theo, you still have anticucho? Yeah, he just gave a thumbs up. He loves it. Gets real excited about a, a cow heart. Uh, final appetizer, which you make wonderfully, that I didn't even think was a Peruvian dish, is an empanada. Now, what makes a Peruvian empanada a Peruvian empanada? Ah, that's a big question. Yeah, um, some Take people. Some people will tell you that it's the potatoes because of the Peruvian culture. So, but it's often. I mean, the basics of an empanada are similar throughout South America. I would say, like in Argentina and Chile, Bolivia. Those are the ones I'm most familiar with, where you have like ground beef, onions, cumin, garlic. Mm. Um, and in Peru, sometimes they'll add raisins, which I think Kirk likes. <laughs> Lindsay, and... thoughts on raisins <laughs> in a panada? I have to say something 
Instagram thing is insane. Okay, hit us with it. I'm okay with the raisin and the empanada. I don't get your life. <laughs> because I have a friend who's from like a small town in Mexico and they make tamales with a little raisin in it. And it's really good. And I have to get over these things. And I feel like in an empanada with the spicy meats and stuff, I can get behind it. But you can't get behind it with an oatmeal cookie. No, it makes me want to die. God, I hate you. I think the raisin's too much of the hero in the cookie. Yeah, it's just this little (laughs) bit of flavor in these spiced meats that are like, it's so much. There's an olive in um, in his tamale as well. And there's just something about it that's super interesting. I... You're a hypocrite, is what you are. The heart, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> the heart wants, anticucho is what it wants. Um, but yes, Carlos, you make really good empanadas. Yeah, and they're very, very impressive. You've actually made them uh, for holiday. It's a holiday thing for you. Like when we have things back in the pre-COVID times, when we had Thanksgiving together, you would bring the uh, your empanadas. Yeah, I think it's partly because it's a bit. It takes a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. and making the variety takes more time because, mm-hmm. you know, you really want to, and getting the dough right and then getting the filling right, it can be a bit labor intensive. And so I save it for the holidays. And I think it's also just what my mom used to do. So I was like, oh yeah, we'll just save it as a holiday treat. Yeah, um, that's nice. That's interesting nice. thing about the empanada. I don't know if I've ever told you this, it, Kirk, that you might want to try it this way, which I've never done, but in Lima, the empanada, the empanada limeña, is actually served with like a sprinkling of sugar on it. Uh, I totally do that. Yeah. And there's a reason for it. There was like the, I think the Viceroy of Spain used to have this competition in Peru. Like the empanada has been part of Peruvian culture for 500 years. It's a big thing. And when Spain used to run the country, the Viceroy back before Peruvian independence would sponsor this competition where he wanted to find the best empanada in the country. And so people would come in and they would serve it and serve it and serve it. And this, this uh, empanada limeña, the one with the sugar on it, eventually won. And so it's kind of become like the empanada of, of Lima. Nice. I, I'm wondering when that contest happened, if the person was like, I'm going to make this with sugar because I'm going to win. <laughs> Why not, right? If, I'm, if this is a contest, I'm throwing sugar on it and guaranteed I'm going to win, which is, is good and, on them. And it worked. And it worked. All right, let's get into some main dishes. I'm going to go with the one, the first one that I ever had, uh, my introduction to Peruvian food, which is Lomo Saltado. Lomo Saltado, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's many versions, right? Yes. Best on the meat. But from what I have, yes. it's... And this was, when I had this, I was like, wait, you can do this in life, which is <laughs> rice, marinated chicken, and French fries. Mm-hmm. The ba- that's like the base. That's like the basis. Yeah, that's the simple part of it. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, have you had Lomo Saltado? I'm assuming you have. You- I've had it with steak. Oh, yes. yeah. No, it's great with steak. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But when you first had it, were you like, wait a minute. You're gonna, we're going to have rice with meat and fries on top of it all. That really blew my mind. Um, I remember being like, you know, bring on the carbs. We're yeah. doing something fancy in carb land, you know? Yeah, it seems like a lot of carb choices. But yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's all right, you know? It all fits, right? It all fits. Yeah. Which is really interesting. 
And I'm wondering, I remember when we did Thai food and we were like, hey, Pad, pad Thai is kind of like the gateway drug to Thai food. I feel like Lomo Saltado, however you're getting it, is the gateway drug to Peruvian food. It's the thing that maybe that it's known for and that it's the easiest thing to kind of process of like, oh, wait, meat, rice, and fries all together. I can, I can get behind that. It's interesting that you mentioned Thai food too, because Lomo Saltado is one of the best examples of Peruvian fusion and the Asian influence on Peruvian food. Um, the Saltado is basically like a stir fry, a saute. Yeah. And so yeah, it's a vinegar based and um, it has tomatoes and usually onions and cilantro in it and sometimes mm -hmm. soy sauce, often soy sauce. Oh yeah. <laughs> so okay. yeah. So I'm kind of a genius for bringing that up. Yeah, aren't you? It was just an amazing transition. Well, yeah. Nice segue. Thank, thanks, Carlos. Lindsay's not saying anything, but I mean, just, you know, an acknowledgement would be nice. I'm just saying. I'm just taking a backseat to these compliments. You know what I mean? <laughs> so all you do is take a backseat whenever I get a compliment because they're so cute and arbitrary. <laughs> all right. I want to bring this up too, because I've, I literally drown my Lomo Saltado in it. And I don't know the name of it and I don't know what's in it, so I'm gonna say it's this. Green sauce at restaurants. What is uh, it? Why is it so good? What the fuck are they putting so in it? so good. Right, yeah. Lindsay? It's just yes. it goes in that squeeze bottle, and you're just like, keep bringing squeeze bottles because I'm gonna use this for everything. Well, I think most places will just call it salsa verde, which is green sauce. And um, I I've only ever made it once, and I do remember that the base of it is mayonnaise. That's right. Yes. And so then you can add, you build oh. on that with some basic ingredients. There's almost always cilantro and then garlic, definitely. And there's cheese in there. And some of the things that are kind of variables are like mint and the lime, always lime. salt. Oh, and ají amarillo, which is like in everything Peruvian. And what is that? Ají amarillo. You know that yellow oh. paste? Yes. That I, yeah. I think that's always in your kitchen. That's always in my mm. kitchen. It yes. makes everything better. You can add it to lomo saltado. You can add it to empanadas. You can add it to your green sauce. You, I use it in ají de gallina. And you can add it to chupe, which, yeah, it's, every, uh, it's just amazing. Ají amarillo is like one of the secrets to Peruvian cuisine. Yeah, that, and then it's always in your house. But that green sauce... I think once we were at a proven restaurant and I asked the waiter what's in it. And he was just like, looked at me. He was like a lot. Of I remember stuff. that. He was just like a lot of stuff. That was at Nazca. Yeah. That was at yeah. Nazca. And I was, was like, hilarious. so like, what's in it? And he's just like a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not going to bother to tell you. I'm not going to explain this to you. Yeah. Just fucking eat it and be happy. Yeah. Is basically what it was, but it is. And I mean, can you, can you put it on everything? that green sauce or is there some things that you shouldn't put it on i would put it on anything that would take it i mean i would i've eaten bread just with that on it so. Yeah. <gasps> that sounds so good fries dip your fries oh, in it. oh yeah oh. fries are amazing in my mm. oh you guys are geniuses bread and or fries with that yeah. of course that's really good. Just squirt yeah. it straight into your mouth, Kirk. Hey, man, mm. I, I don't hold me back because I, <laughs> I love that sauce so much. It's, it, that was probably out of all the revelations of first having proven food, that green sauce was like, wait a minute, you can you know, have this and it's wonderful. 
Oh, sometimes it's called ají verde. I just remember. Yes. Yeah. That green sauce on empanadas mm-hmm. is like the best. Oh, that is a good idea. All right. Well, moving on. Would we put the green sauce in? I'm going to call it chicken stew, but Carlos, you're going to call it ají de gallina. Thank you. You're welcome. Can you put that? Can you put green sauce in that? Or is it because it's a stew? Hmm. Maybe not. I wouldn't because it's already got a um, ají amarillo in it. Ají amarillo is yellow pepper. It's yes. um, And typically it's already cooked with ají amarillo. And so if you want to kind of enhance the flavor, adding just like a spoonful of, of more ají amarillo to it is better. Oh, then the green sauce. Okay. Yeah. Similarly, uh, chupe, which is shrimp stew. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know you've made us... Uh, chicken stew. I don't know if we've done chupe. Oh, you've done chupe. I made you chupe. Chupe yeah. with shrimp, yeah. Yes, with potatoes yes. and corn and rice. And, yeah. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Lindsay, have you had either one? I don't think so. But Carlos, if you ever wanted to sell any of this, like I would buy <laughs> all of this off of you. Just <laughs> so you know. Good to Carlos know. is really good. Like I would buy your empanadas tomorrow. Like if you, I mean, I'm all about it. I've been meaning to make some soon because I normally, like Kirk was saying, normally it's a holiday thing and we didn't make them this time around, you know, for obvious reasons. Because we're in a pandemic, Lindsay. Yeah. If you make them, I want to buy some, please, please, please. I'll bring you some. Well, somebody will bring some (laughs) somehow. Uh, I I will bring some empanadas to Lindsay. I will be the middleman, but I'm fucking charging her. I don't think you understand. I have a cookie girl. I have an I have a tamale guy. If I had an empanada guy, I would like, my, my life would be complete. I'm 100% charging you. Great. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, let's move on to something that I've never had before. And because of, I just realized what it was when I was doing this outline. And now that I know it, I'm like, why have you never made this for me? Taku taku? Oh, yeah, taku taku. It's like a pancake. Yeah, leftover yeah. beans and rice fried into a patty? Yeah. Uh, I've had that. Weird. Have you had that? Yes. Oh. I have had that. Yeah. I think oh, I've yeah. had oh, it good. here in LA. Yeah, that's, yes. Now, Carlos, is that something typically like, literally like, okay, we've got some leftover beans and rice from last night. I need something to make fast and I don't want to deal with it. Is it one of those like, let's just throw it together and that's how it became a thing? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so basically simple. It's like beans and rice. Like you said, you smash them up, add some onion. Sorry. Yeah. I guess you could use some, you don't if, need If it's cooked in, I'm fine with it. I'm and garlic fine. and then put some ahi amadijo in there. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, pretty yeah. amazing. Actually. I, I, I didn't even know it existed until I did this outline. And I, my first thought was like, why hasn't Carlos ever made this? This is mean. I don't know. I used to eat it a lot as a kid. Oh, oh really? so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't made it for, for your kids or for Beth. I, I am too. I bet they'd love it. See, I'm here to solve. So, yeah. Oh, so thank now. You. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. I'm reminding yeah. you the Peruvian to make Peruvian food for your family. There you go. Um, here's something that 100% I know you don't make for your family. And 100% Lindsay won't eat. Cui? Cui. Yeah. Guinea Cui? pig. Guinea pig. No, I had a guinea pig growing up and I know these are different guinea pigs. I know these are like big, giant, piggy, like guinea pigs. 
but I just don't think I could do it because of old Elvis, my old guinea pig Elvis. <laughs> you had a guinea pig named Elvis. You are That's Florida funny. as fuck. <laughs> my daughter has a guinea pig. Right. But I don't know. No, I don't. I, I, yeah, it's good. You can separate the guinea pig, your daughter's guinea pig with the guinea pig. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I look at her guinea pig and I don't ever think, oh, I'd eat that. But in Peru... <laughs> Right. When I do see, I mean, when you do see the guinea pigs like hanging in a storefront after they've been skinned and <sighs> they're kind of ready to go, they do look tasty. Yeah. Maybe a little bit like a rodent, but it's like I they're mean, a little uh, They just grill it up, right? Grill yeah. it up with some seasoning. Yeah. And uh, I've never oh, had, but the I green try. sauce is really good on guinea pig. Ah, oh, just douse it in green sauce, Lindsay. <laughs> I just hope none of our guinea pig listeners are listening right now. Sorry, sorry, guinea pigs for this. Our massive guinea pig following. We have a huge guinea pig following, uh, even though I they mean, don't have thumbs. <laughs> I tell you right now, I'd eat the shit out of a guinea pig. I would eat a guinea pig 100%. If it's got the oh. seasoning and I can put the green sauce on it, it's a street food typically, right? Yeah, it's street food. I mean, it's poor man's food typically. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know you can get it at really expensive restaurants now because it's trendy. Mm. but um yeah we would would, (laughs) literally when i was a kid in peru there'd be guinea pigs running around somebody would pick one up kill it and (laughs) there's one (laughs) you just pick it up off the ground and pick it up and be like elvis (laughs) you're getting in my belly kind of true Uh, i would totally try it um something i have tried that i'm gonna go ahead and call this the most genius meal in Peruvian food and probably one of the most, probably like top five, in my opinion, most genius foods ever because of the combination <laughs> is a uh, bistec a la pobre. You yeah, bistec a la pobre. Yeah. So, is a challenge. It's a challenge. Lindsay, have you heard or have you had? Yeah. Explain to me what this is. Cause I feel like I've had this, but let I me don't see if I can do it, Carlos. Cause it's been a minute since I've had it. Go for it. It is so many things put on a giant plate, but it's, uh, it's a, basically it's a steak. It's a flattened pounded out steak. So it's a, mm-hmm. right. So it's a big thin steak. And then you have rice, you have French fries, and then it's topped off with a fried egg. Yes. Mm-hmm. And plantains mm-hmm. on the oh, side. Plantains mm-hmm. on the side. That's right. Yes. Yes. And you drown it in that green sauce and you go to town. Mm-hmm. In sauce. Yes. Have you had it, Lindsay? Yep. Oh, Carlos. Yes, I have. And I, this is making me so upset for not eating this more. <laughs> I, owe, I owe Peruvian food more respect, I think. I need, it, need to put it in my life more. There you go. I mean, I, I, I mean I, Carlos, I'm thankful for you in my life for many, many reasons. Uh, the food is top five. Uh, you know, I've been, we've been to Beth and I, there's a place near where Beth works and I can't remember what, Incomparable out in Northridge. I hope they're still into business, um, but they serve a bisteca lo pobre with like not a hammered or flattened steak, but with a really nice cut of like proper steak. Uh, and you can oh. get it medium rare, which is when, in the past, I don't know if this is so true anymore in Peru, but it used to be impossible to get a steak that wasn't fully cooked through in Peru. 
but now it's like a medium rare steak with bistec alla pobre is out of this world. That's ah. so wait, let me let me let me dig into this more because two things I'm fascinated by. So it's an actual full on thick steak, not the pound yeah. of value say. Right. Wow. And the second is so in Peru they don't do medium rare typically or in the past they have not. Right. Oh, that must kill you. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, the bistec a la pobre, I remember it. I swear to God, we went and got Peruvian food. Remember years ago, and uh, we, we did the half marathon, the Pasadena yeah. half marathon. And afterwards, we went and got, we each got a bistec a la pobre. Yeah, that was on brand. Yes. Mm. And then it was like, hey, we did the half marathon. We just ate these meals by ourselves. See in a week, we, got, we, we just <laughs> left and fell asleep. <laughs> I think that's it's true. such, I mean, aside from the marathon, cause you're starving, it is mm-hmm. such a big meal. It is huge. It is a yeah. huge, huge plate of food. And it is so carb heavy that it really does just kind of, you yeah, like have a sugar funny. crash afterward. Yeah. There is always going to be a crash with it. Also, it's just the idea of like, someone's like, yeah, we're going to put some rice on it. Oh yeah. We'll do some fries, some meat. Yeah. Egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't forget the plantains. It's right. But it all works. I love that. It's really, it's really, really exciting. Uh, a few more things into the main dishes. This I've never had. Is this just basic, Carlos? A uh, polo la brasa? Pollo, it's a pollo a la brasa. It's a, it's a style of uh, rotisserie chicken in Peru where it's slow cooked on this uh, rotisserie the, and it's seasoned in a particular way. And yeah, it's a, it's a really common thing in Peru. Um, harder to find in the United States. That's what I was wondering because I've never seen it on a menu. And I, again, only because I did the outline, I was like, oh, that's a thing. Uh, Lindsay, I'm sure I mean, you've never really. No, I usually go steak. Oh, so when you have to do Peruvian, you're, you're, you're hitting steak. Yeah, I'm hitting steak. I don't usually uh, hit the chicken in the Peruvian world. Oh, look at you. No, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay, this next one, these next two, I don't know what these are. Uh, and I've seen them, and even looking at them, I'm like, huh? Casa Rellena? Casa Rellena. Oh, boy, I butchered that one bad. Yikes. Yeah. Layered potato salad. I don't like oh. potato salad, but I, it, the pictures that I've seen, I think they're all at, like at high-end Peruvian restaurants, so it's real pretty. It looks like it is pretty. cake. It, it looks like a circular cake. But do you uh, know what it's in? Have you had it? Yeah. I would call it more of a potato, t- um, was it tart? Tort uh, rather than a salad. Mm. I mean, I, I guess you could say it's like a salad. But yeah, it's like layers of potato and cheese. And you can add stuff to it, like tuna or other That's things. what it was. Yeah. Tuna. And I was like, okay, that I'm not sure is for me. I'm not sure if I want potato and tuna. And it looks pretty, but I just don't know if I want it. Lindsay, thoughts? Is it cut in like thin circles, like yes. and stacked? Yeah. Yes, I have had this. I've had this with like blue potatoes, regular potatoes, kind of, and it's spicy. There was like a spicy sauce on it. Um, yeah, so you've definitely had it. Yes, I've had it. It was really good. My friend makes it. I've had this. My friend actually makes this. 
Lindsay, I think you're selling yourself short on the whole Peruvian thing. It feels like you've had quite a bit. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's all a surprise to me as well. Like, I wow, think Lindsay's really, secretly like, Peruvian. Yeah. <laughs> I also enjoy that you're like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really, I don't know. I, ha- I need to do more digging into Peruvian food. Oh, I've had that. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I've had that. You're forgetting that you've had these things. Yeah, I lived near a Peruvian place when I lived in Hollywood and um, we would go like once every couple of weeks and try new things. I mean, you're someone that worked there. So he would suggest things. I just don't know what anything's called, but I feel like I've had all uh, of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes uh, sense. Final one for main dishes before we get into some desserts. Pachamanca. Very good. Yeah. I'm a good boy. All right. Pachamanca. It consists of cooking red meat, lamb, pork, guinea pig, and chicken, all together with hot stones and cut grass, along with potatoes, sweet potatoes, corn, green lima beans, and yucca. Hell yeah, I'm eating that. Yeah, it's in a hole in the ground. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's like an earthen stove, basically. You take these volcanic rocks you dig a hole i had this we my it's a very andean thing up in the highlands and that's where i'm from mm-hmm. and so my uncles are really good at this when i was a kid they dig these holes and like if they went deer hunting and they got some deer they would cook the deer this way uh, otherwise it'd be like you were saying chicken or lamb or other red meats and um, you heat up the stones and then you put them in the bottom of that hole and then you add, I think the first thing you put in is like the stuff that cooks the heart longest or the hardest of so the, the tubers, the potatoes, the mm-hmm. yucca. And then on, then you put some um, husks over that are soaked. Like it, you have to soak everything, otherwise it gets burnt. And then you add the meat and oh. then you add another layer of soaked stuff. And then you add the vegetables and then mm-hmm. herbs. And then you cover it with some soaked uh, burlap and then you cover it with soil and you let it cook for like two to four hours. I was wow. going to say, I bet you that takes a long time. But it works. Uh, <laughs> wow. How? So they, but they're putting, they're doing different types of meats, right? Mm-hmm. They can. Yeah, definitely. Because that's just based on what I looked at. So it's interesting because they're just like, we're just going to cook it all the way. There's no, because you know, certain meats cook at certain different times. They're just like, throw it all together. When it's done, yeah. it's done in four hours. Wow. It's like a slow cooker. And so- okay. Yeah. And so it's going to cook and just kind of be done and, and be super moist. And mm. the combo of flavors and the steaming that's going on under there, it just it, it gives us this kind of texture and flavor that's out of this world. So. Lindsay, taking out Elvis, you'd eat this. Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Got to take out the, the guinea pig, though. Okay. In, in respect for Elvis, no guinea pig, but everything else. I'm, I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying extra guinea pig. But um, that sounds amazing when I heard that. And I was like, that's one of those things where you're like, you're never going to get that unless you're in Peru, probably. Right. Probably. Yeah. I don't think you'd find it around here. Yeah. Another reason to go to Peru. All right. Let's get into desserts. This is going to be a little problematic for me, but I'll power through because looking (laughs) at all of these, I'm like, I don't want any of these desserts, but let's get into them. Picarones. Mm-hmm. Donuts, like right? A, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's not a donut, donut. donut. Yeah, it's, it's fried dough with um, honey on it. Ah, uh, that's, that's 
sounds so good. Powdered oh. sugar. It's uh, it's an, it's over the top. They're really good. <laughs> Wait, is it honey and powdered sugar together, or is it either or? Yeah. Yeah, what? I've seen it with both. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Ah, yes. <sighs> Wait, Lindsay, don't you hate powdered donuts? I hate the idea of, like, a powdered donut from, like, a package. But if mm-hmm. someone in a Peruvian restaurant made me this, it would, I know it would be damn good. Um, I would try it. I would try it. I, I, I don't want the honey aspect, but if I could get it with just the powder, I bet you I would, I would enjoy it. And it's a, it's another, it's a street food. It's like if you were going down the street or in a park in Lima and you just yeah. wanted to grab something, there'd be somebody there making picarones the way you get hot dogs in New York. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, did you eat lunch yet? <laughs> no, I just had the green beans. Oh, I haven't eaten either. It's getting me really, really stressed out. All right. Speaking of stressed out, here we go. Flan. <laughs> Yeah, there's flan. <laughs> I fucking hate flan. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good looking car. <laughs> Check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. You know I hate Flan, Carlos. Yeah, I don't think I've ever asked you why. I don't want that texture for my dessert. And the, the taste of it isn't good enough for me to overcome the texture of it. I don't want a jiggly dessert in general. I have something to say about this. <laughs> okay. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I, I'm used, quiet. I also used to hate flan. Okay. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. I feel so connected to you now. And my friend Jen and I used to call it phlegm. We like hated it. Okay. I love you. I love you. But then I had good flan. And now when I eat good flan, flan is fucking good. You need to have like good flan. You haven't had good flan. People have told me this for years. Every time I bring it up, because everyone's confused about why I don't like flan. Because it's not really jiggly. Like it's good flan is not really as jiggly as like a bad store-bought flan. No. You like custard? You don't like custards? No. Okay. 
No. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Fun sometimes is, it can be too eggy, and that is a problem. But, and sometimes it could be too sweet. Like, it has yeah. to be, there's, like, a perfect flan. You have to, like, find it and stick with it, you know? <laughs> so I've had, I've had bad flan, but I've had really, really good flan. Do you like it with that sauce? There's always yeah. like a sauce. Oh, the sauce. What is it? Is it a caramel sauce or? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, that's, Ish, that's even yeah. Oh, you mean the dulce de leche? That's what it is. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh that so makes bad. it even worse because sauce <laughs> is bad. I hate it. But in Peruvian dessert, I just looked at this up. Is it called crema volteada? Oh, crema volteada. Yeah, that's another name for it. But it's just usually just flan. flan. It's just yeah. flan. Okay. Because um, flan is everywhere in, in, in Latin restaurants. Yeah. But is there, but I'm not sure, is there any difference? Like, is there a Peruvian flan? Is there, it's all the, it's all roughly the same thing. I think it's all roughly the same. I've okay. never really noticed much. I, until I was older, I, when I was a kid, I hated flan. Ah, see, see, oh, I love that too. Yeah. But, but I don't see you eat flan that much now. Or is that just because when you're around me, you don't eat flan out of respect? For I, it's, I'll eat it. Um, I've had some amazing flans. There's a restaurant in Pasadena. It's an Argentine restaurant, actually, that has an incredible flan. Um, but I don't usually, it's not usually my go-to dessert. Okay. But if that's, yeah. that's about right, because I don't see you that much. What about this dessert, which I just learned of? Lucuma ice cream? <laughs> Lucuma. It's, Lucuma. Uh, yeah, not everybody will like that. I, I made the mistake of getting it for the kids once and they absolutely hated it. Was they like, dad, you suck. They looked at me like, why are you calling this dessert okay. <laughs> or a treat of any kind? On paper, I don't want it, but I can see the appeal for it. Now, according to what I saw, it's, it's a favorite among Peruvian desserts for its oddly sweet aroma and kind of maple flavor, a mix between a snickerdoodle cookie and a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, interesting. What a bizarrely accurate description. <laughs> oh, so it's right. Oh, good. Yeah. I copy and pasted correctly. <laughs> so that's actually pretty good. Where do you find it here? Um, it, the ice cream vendors at parks, they have it. They have these little ice cream, uh, ice cream. What do you call those? It's like popsicles. Yeah, ice cream on <laughs> yeah. a stick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They have some. They have it sometimes. Okay, and so you gave it to the kids, and they're like, "This isn't the ice cream that I want. You've let yeah. me down again, Dad." Yeah. Yeah. Their whole idea of ice cream is not that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's yeah. not for me either. I'm curious. Oh, you do like a snickerdoodle, Lindsay. We've established. I do. That. I would like. I think I would like this. I don't like snickerdoodles. Oh, snickerdoodles are delightful. Um, I don't understand them. Okay, hang on a second. We're going to pause talking about Peruvian food and for a minute talk about you don't understand snickerdoodle cookies. I don't. Because that is like the most Carlos thing you've ever said. And if Beth were here, she'd just be like, oh, God, it's another Carlos thing. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand a snickerdoodle? I, the concept of it, the look of it, it, just when I look at it, there's nothing appetizing in it. It's like, hmm, it's, a, it's a very dull looking vanilla cookie. Yeah, exactly. It's just describe it to me and I'll tell you why it's dull. It is a <laughs> moist, fragrant, moist. Cinnamon, yeah, you can have a moist snickerdoodle. It's a moist, fragrant, 
cinnamony, slightly vanilla cookie that goes good with tea and coffee. Lindsay, mm -hmm. back me up. I'm 100% with you. I love a snickerdoodle, but they do have to be soft for me to love them. I would agree with that too. A crispy snickerdoodle. No, 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 no. Not in I don't think of snickerdoodles as moist. Then you know what? You haven't had a good snickerdoodle. Threw it it's back like in the face. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. It tastes you, too much like Wakuma. <laughs> you bring me a flan, I'll bring you a snickerdoodle, and we'll, we'll, we'll change our minds collectively. Um, but that being said, I don't think I would eat it as ice cream. But I do feel like that, that seems like a very Lindsay dessert. Like I feel like you really, really would get on board with I would enjoy it. I usually like like a uh, different type of ice cream, but if that was a fun option at a Peruvian restaurant, I would go for it. Here we go. Would you, would you go for it over flan? I think I would get the flan. Okay. All right. I figured you would. What about mm -hmm. frijole colado? Oh yeah. Not my thing. <laughs> Thank God, because it's not my thing either. Lindsay, would you eat a dessert, a dessert that's basically a puree or pudding of black beans, sugar, cloves, anise, and milk? I have had this. What? God, stop saying you don't know Peruvian food. You, you're like the number one fan. Yeah, but I don't know what anything's right. called. But I remember eating this and being like, beans? This is crazy. It's not really my thing, but it's fun to like try, you know? <laughs> it's a fun adventure, but it's okay. not its not really what I'm going to get every time. It's not a dessert you're like, oh, I must have that. It's like, eh, yeah. Yeah. You go on record saying you undersold your Peruvian food experience. You've had a I, lot of these. Yeah, I've had a lot of these. I don't know how, though. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out, like, who do yeah. I know that's Peruvian that has made this for me? I don't know. I mean, Maybe in Miami, I don't know. It's crazy. It's because when we brought that up, I was like, I do the Peruvian. And I was like, you've eaten Peruvian. You're like, yeah, I've had Peruvian, so we can talk about it, but not that much. And then everything's like, oh, I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to eat. Well, that's why we do the show. Speaking of, two more before we get to drinks. Champas. 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 A fruity yeah. cords like dessert. Is that a drink? Uh, no. It's, it, it's what it sounds like. It's uh, something you spoon out of a little bowl. Oh, okay. You seem yeah. distasteful for it. They're fine. They're just kind of, you know. They're whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling like, I feel like out of this whole list, Flan is the one that's winning. Because there always has to be a winner. Probably out of this list. Okay. Last one. Wait, Champas. Lindsay? I've never had that. No. Oh, look at you. Finally not having that. I've never that. had that. Okay. What about arroz con leche? No. Arroz con leche. Oh, God. I buried that one too. Jesus you did. Christ. That's terrible. Sorry. We took French together in high school. Yes, we did. That's all I have to say. Well, I don't even know what that is. What is arroz con leche? Arroz con leche. Is it like a rice pudding kind of? Exactly what it is. God it's rice damn pudding. It, yeah, I've had that too. That's yeah. good. I, I can get behind that. That is very good. Yeah. You literally should have taken over this whole show. <laughs> no, because I don't know what anything's called. <laughs> this is the best. This is, this is as Lindsay as Lindsay gets, where you've had all these things. You've had all these experiences. You're like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what they are, and I don't know when I've had them or where I've been. 
Yeah, because the person we knew at the Peruvian place in Hollywood, he was the bartender. And so he would just like, the Pisco Sours would be like flowing. I think I like blocked this all out of my memory because I would go there to drink. Because it's all just one long alcoholic nightmare. Yeah. Lindsay, wonderful segue, because we're going to talk about drinks right now. And we're mm-hmm. going right now with the Pisco Sour because that's the first thing I think of. And that's, you know, when you look on the internet, they're like, oh, it's the international drink of Peru. Is it, or is that just hype, Carlos? Uh, Pisco is definitely. Pisco, yeah, not necessarily Pisco Sour, but yeah. Pisco the yeah. liquor is. Right. Again, and, never had a Pisco or Pisco Sour until I met you. Fucking great. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Stick a Chilean in the room and you'll get into an argument about which Pisco is better and who owns the rights to real Pisco. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So, of course, oh, God, I would love to see that. Just just you going, no, you're wrong. It's Peruvian. (laughs) And you shutting it down like you normally do with things like that. Yeah. I mean, there's some very good Chilean Pisco. It's just not the same. It's, so if you had a Chilean, if someone gave you a Chilean Pisco and you did a shot of it, would you be like, yeah, that's good for Chile. It's not like Peru's though. Oh, it's almost exactly what I've said. <laughs> God bless you and all that you do, Carlos. Can you tell us what a Pisco Sour is? Because I always forget what's in it. All I just know is that it's really good. Uh, pisco Sour is basically Pisco with egg whites. <laughs> and, but there's... Um, and then you can add some lime. That's citrus. what it is. Citrus. citrus. There's not sugar in it though. Can be. Okay. I don't remember that, but I do remember it's yeah. egg white, pisco, the liquor, and lime. Yeah. The way yeah. But you it. can do varieties on it. But yeah, the basics and the, the main ingredients are the egg whites and the pisco itself. And then your um, citrus. Didn't have it till you. I don't even think I've had it at a, a bar. I just have it when uh, I used to drink and would come over and then you would just make them. Yeah, because they're yummy. <laughs> they're really, they're, they're really so good. They're so, yeah. and you drink them so fast. Yeah, that's the problem. They're very easy to drink. A lot of oh, they do have mm-hmm. they do have sugar in them, don't they? That's why they're so part of the reason they're so easy okay. to drink because it's so sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. and and then it's also the foam, and you're like, well, this is just foam. Right. Yeah. And then all of like a sudden, that. you're three in. You're like, if I had three piece ghost hours. Oh, um, this is total separate, but sure, go for it. Like a few years ago. We're talking about uh, Peruvian drinks. Mm-hmm. And even though Peru is known for potatoes, they never really made any vodka mm-hmm. and, or fermented it. And, but then there was this new company that came out a few years ago and they won a competition. Or I don't know if they won it, but they did really well in New York City. It's um, 17 Incas Vodka. Oh, and that sounds familiar. Yeah, and I, I bet it's still around. I've never tasted it, but I've heard it's really good. You would think it would be fantastic just because of all the potatoes in yeah Peru. right I yeah. Mean, yeah. you by by logic you would think it would be amazing yeah but exactly. uh yeah Lindsay, you, you uh, obviously i know you're here for the pisco sours yeah for sure into it what's really dangerous is at carlos house carlos makes a really good pisco sour and then beth makes really good old fashions mm. she's be a bartender in chicago yeah, and it's right. just Dangerous. It was a dangerous, dangerous night. Uh, bitters. There are also bitters in the Pisco Sour. Oh, that's right. There's bitters in it. That's right. On the top, on the little. Uh, makes me want to drink again. Uh, mm. Leche de Tigre. Oh, back to ceviche. Oh, is that ceviche? But you do as a shot, right? 
Yeah, essentially what you do is you take some of the, the water, the juice that in the marinade of the ceviche, uh, um, and you can drink that. <laughs> this sounds like my favorite thing in the world. What do you do? It, it's like, so, you know, the ceviche marinade is citri- lime, lemon, onion, cilantro, um, other spices that you toss in there, something spicy. And mm. then if you, once you serve it, there'll still be some at the bottom of the bowl. You can pour that into a shot glass or into, you know, whatever glass you have and actually drink it. Oh my and... God. I want to put that in my Bloody Mary. <laughs> it would be amazing in a Bloody Mary. Holy yeah. shit, Lindsay. You were doing I know. God's work. If I owned a Peruvian restaurant, that would be on the menu. Yeah. Oh. Lift is pretty, pretty nice. Oh my God. Oh my God, Lindsay. So good. Like a yeah. Bloody Mary and a shot glass and the shot glass yeah. of that on the side. Oh my God, get out of here. I I don't want to give you a compliment, but God damn it. Come on. I'm good, you guys. I'm you're, good. You're good. <laughs> Take a victory sip of that coffee because mm. Jesus Christ, that is a mm. genius idea. Oh my God. I'm, I've you. never been more impressed with you than this Thank one. Thank you. Uh, really, really. And I've, I've seen some of the work you've done. Uh, Wow. I'm going to do that. Next you time Kelly it. makes ceviche, I'm going to do that. I was literally sure. about to say, get, get your partner in crime yep. Kelly and then gram it. Yep. I, need to see that. that's, that's I will. All right. Two more drinks. It's necessary. Before we get into some tasting, I have no idea what this is. Carlos, what's the number one local drink in all of Peru? <laughs> Chicha morada. Oh, what is that? Chicha is a corn-based drink. It's a fermented corn drink. And it's, um, in some places it's fermented with spit. It's not always done that way. Wait, and dude, let's, like, not gloss, let's not gloss over that. Let's not bury the lead there. Carlos Perez just said, this is sometimes marinated in spit. Who's the spit? The farmers, I guess, or the people in the town who just kind of spit into the vat. <laughs> Why are they doing so- that? It adds to the fermentation. It just, you know, the bacteria kills it all. It, okay. it feeds it. Sure. It's like sourdough. It's, <laughs> it's like the mother. It's the mother it's dough. Like, it's the, wow. Yeah. But Whoa. yeah, sometimes it's called chicha beer uh, in translation. Um, you can get a non, <coughs> non-alcoholic version of it. It's just like, uh, I think, Kirk, I may have given it to you and your kids once. It's, did uh, you spit it's in like, it? I did not spit in it. Okay. It's purple in color. Oh, I know it. exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes it has chunks of pineapple or yes. other fruit in it. Yes. Now I know exactly what you mean. Yes. That oh. is chicha. And it's also turned into a dessert, like a gelatin. Oh, interesting. Another dessert I won't eat. Another dessert um, you won't okay. Two more. Yeah. Inca cola. Everywhere. I see it all over here. Is yeah. it that good? Is it what now? Is it that good? Or is it good? Um, did you drink it as a kid? Could you yeah. find it in Cleveland? Yeah, now you can. But no, we could, when we were kids, you could never find it in Cleveland. Now you can find it all over the place. Because yeah. I, think what ha- I think it was bought by Coca-Cola. I don't know if Coca-Cola still owns it. But it tastes like bubble gum, um, a certain flavor of bubble gum. Huh. Okay. So it's got an unusual flavor. It's yellow. <laughs> it's like this, it's golden colored. Yeah, golden, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Lindsay, um, Coca-Cola ever try? No, I haven't. Okay. I don't think it's really my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't. A lot of Peruvian restaurants tea. carry it here. Yeah, it's like their thing. The, and mm-hmm. uh, they seem to be everywhere. Um, yeah. 
which is an even better segue because now it's time for How's It Taste? How's It Taste? This is the part of the show where we surprise each other with a food based on the theme of today's show to see if we like it. Since today's episode is all about the Peruvian food, that's what we'll be eating. Lindsay, tell everyone what you ate. Or did you finish it? No, I don't have anything. I know, I just, but I just um, want to call you out on what you just ate. Yeah, I'm going out of town this weekend, so I have no food in my fridge. But what happens is I usually have all these vegetables that are going to go bad. So I just like eat vegetables all week when I'm going out of town. So I'm currently eating green beans. Wait, wasn't that your excuse with the salad? Yeah. You picked up a salad. I'm telling you, my friends like are like, I'll be like, hey, do I need to bring anything if I'm coming over? And they're like, just bring us whatever vegetables are rotting in your fridge. Like, there's <laughs> always vegetables that are going to go bad yeah. that I have yeah. to, like, roast or make a huge yeah. salad and eat. Yes. 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 Um, all right. I will – Carlos, you should go first because uh, you have something very special. I do, although I, I think you thought I made these, and unfortunately I haven't had time to make them, but I did pick up some empanadas. Because Where did you pick them? I picked these up at Seed Bakery here in Pasadena, and they are fancy empanadas. One of them is um, uh, chorizo-based ah. empanada, and the other one is a vegetarian uh, quinoa-based empanada. Oh, I want both. They look so bigger they look than big. Yeah, the, side, the Argentine empanadas are bigger than Peruvian empanadas generally, and they're fried. And these look like they, I'm not sure if these were baked or fried, but they look like they may have been fried. Um, so I'm guessing mm. these are more like the Argentine style. Okay, because yours are smaller when you make yours. Yes. Okay. All right. T- can you t- take a bite of each and tell us which <laughs> one is better? Sure. Just one. Have second. you had these before? No. Okay. Good. No, they they tend to change them up, and this is what they had today. Okay. I'm just gonna sit here and listen to you eat now. Mm. Mm. I'm so jealous. Yeah, now I really want empanadas. Wow. The pastry on this one is incredible. Oh. That's the chorizo? Is that the chorizo? Yeah. The seasoning is really good on the chorizo. And it's not overwhelming. Sometimes I find chorizo a little bit like too, mm-hmm. too flavorful. I don't know if that makes sense, but this one's just right. It's like, hmm. really nice, actually. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. All right, hit that quinoa one because I'm fascinated by that one. Hmm. That hmm wasn't encouraging. The quinoa, the dough is slightly lighter, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I would expect it to be the same. But the quinoa is actually something I think I'm more likely to devour right now because it, ah. it tastes lighter. And like, I could really just eat the whole thing and not feel too heavy afterward and be very happy. Wow. Mm, I like it. Now, you and I have gone up for empanadas at uh, World of Empanadas. Yeah, good place. Yeah. Is this better or worse or different from World of Empanadas? I'll say different. Okay. The World of Empanadas, their empanadas seem to be more traditional. Okay. And like they were kind of straightforward. This, these are fancy, <laughs> um, okay. much fancier than I expected. But the world of empanadas, they were, those are really satisfying. And you can order like three or four of those for what one of these costs, I think. Oh, okay. Lindsay, have Where you been- is that? Okay. No. World of empanadas for you, Lindsay. You will love it. It's in, it's in Burbank on Magnolia. 
I'm going to uh, go this week. They are I'm still so they're still open during COVID. Uh, okay. So you can, you can order online and get them. They have a lunch deal, which is just great, where it's like two empanadas and either a little side salad or a bowl of tortilla soup for like nothing, for like less than 10 bucks. And wow. you can choose okay. any two empanadas. They have a wide variety. Cool. Uh, I'm really good it. stuff. Good stuff. All right. I'm going to eat. I have two things that I'm going to try. My first one, I'm interested, Carlos, if you're like, what are you doing, Kirk? That is not Peruvian. But I went to Trader Joe's. I got giant Peruvian Inca corn. Oh, that's totally Peruvian. Yay. So well done. Good. I love that stuff. I've had these before. I haven't had these in a way long time. It's called uh, cancha. Yes, that's what it says. This bag contains giant white corn grown in the Andes Mountains of Peru in the sacred valley of the Incas. Oh boy, here we go. Urubamba? Yeah. All right. You're no longer going to need a llama to hit the high trails to track down this crunchy, salty snack, although you can if you want to do that. Lindsay, why can't you write copy like this? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try. I haven't had these before, but it's been like a year since I've had these. These are huge. They're like way big corns. Uh, uh, called a corner. I'm going to get right into my mic and do some ASMR. To get yeah. That. Here we go. I'm turned on already. <laughs> <laughs> These are really good. You know what I forgot? Because, I mean, obviously they're a crunchy salt lick and that's why they're yummy but there's like a roastedness to them. Mm -hmm. That's almost like a smokiness mm. that I forgot. Oh, these are really good. I, should, why, I stopped eating these like a year or so ago. I think I got sick of them, but they're really good snack. I remember the one time I, I had those in the house as part of like what we were eating and we were snacking on them and they were on the table in front of you, Kirk. Mm -hmm. And you were having a few and you were having a few. And then after a while, you just kind of stopped and you said, that's just too much work. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> I think you, you, felt, you said something about how it's just like too much work for your jaws. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it annoyed <laughs> that, you that it was like. That sounds a lot. exactly like me. Um, yeah, it was like I, an effort. It's 100% me. Uh, one more. Hang on. I'm going to run to get it. Here it is. I'm going to our mini fridge. See if you can see what I have. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, an Inca Cola! Eh? Uh, I, I went and got the Inca Cola. I've never had it. I'm gonna guarantee that I hate it because um, I don't really like bubblegum soda or sweet soda. But yeah. I went and found this. I'm not gonna name the name of this place, Carlos, because I've I've bagged on this place to you. It's a fusion uh, Peruvian taco place. That I'll just leave it at that. Okay, I know you're talking um, about that we went, I, I went to once and it was not good. But they did have Inca Cola there. Inca Cola, Golden Cola. Is it still open? Is it still owned by Coca-Cola? I don't think so. Cool. When I was a kid, they- Oh, no, it is. Sorry, kids. there oh, it is. is. That's too bad. There it is. Because they used to have this marketing campaign that went, lo que es nuestro, me gusta más. And it was like, the translation was, that which is ours, I prefer, or I like more. And then it was sold to Coca-Cola. Oh. Like, not really ours anymore, is it? Not anymore. <laughs> it's Coca-Cola's. Yeah. All right, here we go. Sound. All right, I'm going to smell it first. Oh, it smells like bubble gum. Yep. It does smell like bubble gum. Holy shit. 
All right, here we go. I have a, I have a giant Inca corn here to balance it out. Do you have a clear glass to pour it into? You should really take the, take in the color. Son of a bee. Hang on. Yeah, uh, hydrate first. Oh, it's like um, oh wow! Gatorade. It looks like Gatorade. It's not even yellow. It's like neon yellow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Lindsay, no you chemicals in that, there. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good without this, but I can't wait to hear how it tastes for you. Thanks, Lindsay. You rat <laughs> bastard. All right, that smell. Yeah. That smell is rough. It's so sickly sweet. All right. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, it's bad on many levels. I'll go one more sip. Oh, Jesus. What does it taste like? Oh, thank God there's a perfume corn. Okay. It coats your mouth, first of all. Mm. I can see how a kid, if you're a little kid, like, five to 12, you'd be like, this is the greatest cola ever. Cause it's very sweet. It does, that first burst is straight up bubble gum. Like it tastes like bubble gum. And then it transitions into a mild cream soda, but I don't like cream soda. So it's, it does. so if you like cream soda, you might like this, but um, I don't, but yeah. So the, the, the first flavor is bubble gum. Then it gets into cream soda, and then I'm miserable. Shockingly, when I had this, Anne was like, hey, I know you're not going to like it. Just give it to me because I want it when, when, when you're done. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Anne, but uh, that was my ex- first experience of Inca Cola, and it was officially my last because now it's time for What You Eating. What You Eating. We're going to close out the show as we do every show with a food recommendation, anything you are currently obsessed with or can recommend based on today's theme. Um, Carlos, you are a wonderful guest. Feel free to go first. <laughs> Unless you don't have one, and then I'll just, I'll just go with mine. I would highly recommend Ahi the Gajina, if nobody's ever tried that. It's just... Oh, the, 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 the yellow pepper paste. No, Ahi the Gajina is the chicken dish. Oh, it's like the chicken, chicken stew. stew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has the pepper stuff. It, it has the Ahi Amadijo in it, right? But Let me ask you, you this. If, why, why was that your one to recommend out of everything? Um, it's something that's harder to make at home if you're going to try to make something you've never made before. And if you get it prepared well in a restaurant, it can really introduce you to something new that's delicious. Oh. The other thing I'd recommend if you want to go really simple and just try something new that's a little different is to get some ají amarillo paste, which you can get at most Mexi- like Mexican restaurant or blah, grocery stores around here. And mix that up with a little bit of mayo and put that on a burger. Oh, wow. I've seen you do that. Yeah. I have seen you do that. I'm sure I judged you for it, but I have seen you do that. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend it. That's a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good poll. I'm going to do a real quick one, Lindsay, uh, because I, this is the only thing I could think of, but I do recommend it. The bistec a la pobre. I butchered that again. What is it? Bistec a la pobre. God, I should have you say it all the time. Um, you owe it to yourself to get it. That being said, it's a lot of food. There's no shame in sharing it. Right, Carlos? Carlos is like, maybe. In America, there's no shame in sharing it. Just thinking about that time you ordered a burger wrapped in lettuce. 
And it was all lettuce and no burger. <laughs> it was all lettuce and no burger. So mad. That was Mod- shameful. That was very shameful. But the, the bistec a la pobre is a lot of food. But it, it is. is so, so good that if you're going to try it, don't worry. Just get someone else. Share it. You will be still full and you'll still have the same wonderful experience. That is my recommendation. Lindsay. Um, I'm going to say it just because it's where I've had most of my... Peruvian food, Los Balcones in LA, if you live in LA. That place is awesome and their bar is great. I'm sure they're doing Pisco Sours to Pisco Sours to go. Um, because I think a lot of restaurants are doing that right now and their drinks are really, really good. Um, so I highly recommend Los Balcones. I think there's two locations. I never went to one of them, but I always went to the one in Hollywood off of Vine. Um, and I, I looked up, they're still open and they're doing takeout and delivery. Oh, that's great. That mm-hmm. is great. That's a good recommendation, especially because you're supporting a local business that is independent. Carlos, thank you again. That's our show. You can find Food Fight anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please subscribe, please share, please tell your friends, and please leave us a review. Whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us or you don't, but you do have an Apple ID and it's convenient for you to do so, please go give us a five-star rating and review on our Apple Podcast. And if you want to reach out to us and talk about how I keep losing all these polls to Lindsay, you're nodding your head in confidence, man. Jesus Christ. Now there's a dance going on. God damn it. I need one victory. Give me a victory. But if you also want to reach out to us about what is the best small food court, please reach out to us at our email, foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com. That's foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com. And we will read your email on the air. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.